You're listening to Rolling Toe with trucking experts Kevin and Mike Beckett. This is the show where you ask the questions and we give you the diagnosis on how to get the most out of your truck. We'll talk about avoiding wear and tear, knowing your suspension and axles, and how to get more mileage from your tires. We're on the audio road. Let's get rolling. Well, good evening. This is Mike Beckett. And this is Kevin. No, it's not. Kevin sat here. His daughter's soccer game ran a little long, and he's running late. He may not make it at all, so you're going to have to put up with me for the whole hour. Boring. Okay, what have I got new and exciting for you? Well, I was down in Uvalde, Texas at the Continental Proving Grounds working with those guys some. Had a bunch of fleets down there. We danced around the trucks a bunch and showed them some things. Um, other than that, I got not a whole lot. Uh, falls hitting up here in Iowa. Trees are changing color. Does anybody care about that? I don't either. We have a few callers here. We have some questions. I will tell any of you that are listening that if you push one on your phone dial, that'll push you up in the question answer queue. So we know you got a question or answer. If you push it twice, you'll erase yourself from the universe. Then you have to get the Jackers Guide to the Galaxy to find your way back. But in the meantime, our first caller is from the 580 area code. And since Kevin's not here, I won't play games of that. It is Oklahoma. The real question is, is this guy in Oklahoma, and is it a guy? It might be a gal. Is this person, see, I'll be politically correct, in Oklahoma? Let's find out. Hello, Oklahoma. Okay, I'm, my phone number's from Oklahoma, but I'm from Kansas, uh-huh. and I'm driving across Missouri. Are you lost? <laughs> Pretty well. <laughs> and confused. <laughs> Oklahoma, Kansas, and Missouri. I got it. Okay. Yeah. Very good. What, what Very a combo. Good. What a combination. <laughs> yep, yep. Okay. So you're in the show me state, so what you need me to show you? What? I'm wanting to put some tires on that are going to be a little different size. And you boys said you could put the the bigger ones on the right hand side. What's what's the maximum I can get by with between the right hand and the left hand side? All right, now you're talking about they're going to have more tread depth, or they're going to be a physically different size tire? No, it'll be more tread depth. More tread depth. Okay. It doesn't really matter how much tread depth there is difference as long as you go side to side. The difference in the rotation rates will be made up by the spider gears on the side of the diff. They're immersed in oil. They will cool adequately. And I've never heard any of the axle engineers tell me a a maximum difference you can run across an axle. Okay. Now, I assume you're going to buy eight new tires or, or four new tires and put them all on the right side, right? No, I run in super singles. Oh, okay. Uh, so you're going to buy two. All right. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I've got two with about 22, 30 seconds, and I think the new ones are going to have about 28. So. Oh, that's that's nothing. In fact, you could do that with, with only six 30 seconds difference. You could do that front to back. You could put tall ones on one axle, short on the other. You cannot go past 15, 30 seconds front to back. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, your rear drive axle will wear 25% faster than your front drive axle. So if you want to give it the best shot, I'd put the tall ones on the back axle, leave the short ones on the front, and eventually the tall ones will catch up with the short ones. Okay. That's the way I used to do it all the time, but I'd heard you say that it the other way. Well, only if you go past 15, 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. Okay. All righty. All right. That's about Very all good, I can bother you with tonight. Well, that's enough. I got enough other guys to here want to nag at me. I suppose I should see if any of them want to talk. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. You have a great day. Bye-bye. Okay. Very good. We got one done. An Oklahoman who lives in Kansas and is driving to Missouri. What a combination. All right, we've got another call here from a 502 area code, and that looks like Kentucky. So I'm going to guess he is not in Kentucky since my first one wasn't in his state. Hello, Kentucky. Are you home or are you driving? I am in the beautiful Commonwealth of Virginia. You're in West Virginia? No, Virginia. 
Virginia. The Virginia. Okay. Yeah, so I you're said, you're a, the Commonwealth of Virginia. The Commonwealth. Okay. All right. So you yeah, ain't home either. Virginia is the Commonwealth. Uh, no, sir. Uh, question for you. Uh, okay. I have, a, I have a. I'm currently driving a uh, 2015 Cascadia Evo. Yep. Uh, with with Detroit powertrain, uh, all the yep. way to the axles. A hideous mm-hmm. wobble in the front end. I've never had. I, I've never driven a Cascadia set with this bad of a wobble in it. I okay. can't sense where it's coming from, but I know it's coming from the front end. And there's times where the steering wheel is rocking back and forth going down the road, like side to side, and then if yeah. the road's really bad, I can feel I can feel it bouncing up and down like a spring. Okay, let's let's talk a little bit about the wobble then. So when it starts, the first you place you feel it is in the steering wheel, right? Uh, it is only in the steering wheel. I'm not feeling it. Okay, good. Okay, good. What speed does it tend to come in at? It starts at about 35 and doesn't let up. And a truck is on at 65. It goes from 35 all the way up to 65. All the way, it's there. It, uh, it starts at 35, and it doesn't stop until uh, uh, it doesn't stop anywhere between there and where the truck's coming at 65, and it only stops after I slow down to under 35. Okay, that sounds like an outer brown tire. How long has it been doing this? I just got the truck Thursday. Okay, and all right. It's got Michelin steers on it, so we know Michelin okay. doesn't make a bad tire. Well, I wouldn't blame the tire. I would blame something that's been done to the tire is my experience. So what I would want somebody to do is I'd like them to jack up the front end of the truck, spin the tires by hand, and look at the tread and see if one of them is jumping up and down a quarter to three-eighths of an inch. Okay. Because I think you've got an out-around tire. Now, there's three or four different things that can cause a tire to go out-around. They can have a brake problem that's hanging up every half a turn. <clears throat> if you slide your hand, you could have feathered wear. And if you've got feathered wear, the tire slides and skips and pounds itself out-around. Uh, you could have a serious balance problem that's caused it to pound itself out-around. So, but the first thing is confirm that one of the tires is out-around and then figure out what caused it, Okay. Okay, let me ask you this. One of those changes, it could be a hub issue. Could be, but the higher probability is it's one of these other issues. Okay, so I don't okay. have to worry about the hub or the king can being the problem. Probably not, not with that new vehicle. Okay, yeah, it's got, it's got 280,000 miles on it. All right, I'm just going to listen for the rest of the show, man. I appreciate very good, buddy. You have yourself a good day. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. Have a good evening. Bye-bye. Right, right. Okay, so we took care of that guy who is from Kentucky, but he's in the Commonwealth of Virginia. What's the difference between a state and a commonwealth? I don't know. This is not a political show. Why are you asking stupid questions like that? I don't know. Just bored. Okay, we've got a, we got another call here from a 434 area code. Is that right? 434. Read that twice. This one is from the Commonwealth of Virginia. How's that for weird? (laughs) All right. In that case, we are going to see if this fella is actually in Virginia. Hello, Virginia. Hello. How you doing? I'm doing fine. No, I'm not in Virginia. See, the other guy, the guy just before you was from Kentucky, and he's in Virginia. You're from Virginia, and where are you at? Kentucky. (laughs) I love it. I love it. That's perfect. We we won't we will not start the discussion on wife swapping. That we're not going there. Absolutely. Oh my goodness, weird, weird. Okay, okay. What's up, buddy? Uh, what I got is um, on my steer, um, my left steer. I've got wear going on on my outside rib, and just in one spot, it's a little bit. It's wearing more than the rest of the round side. Rest of the side. Okay, so you've got basically a cup in the tire? Yes. And about how long is it? Three, four inches? Yeah, it's about three, four inches. You're right. Three, four inches. And just one spot on the outside shoulder of the tire, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. That usually is a balance problem. Okay. 
And usually, how many miles are on these tires? Uh, about, let me think, I got to think, probably about 60,000. Yeah, yeah, okay. When you bought these tires, did they spin balance them for you and put some weights on the rims? No, actually, I got the uh, the balancers. Oh, you got balancers? Right. Okay, then that that reduces my chance. Well, it's still possible. Boy, that would be a weird one, though. Does your truck have a shimmy when you get up over 65 miles an hour? No. Good. Okay. I'm going away from balance now. Can you see me? Just turn around going the other direction here. All right. Okay. Is there any feathered wear on the steer tires? If you slide your hand back and forth across them, have you tried that? Yeah, there's a little. It's smooth going in toward the frame, rough coming back out? Right. Yeah. Is both front tires doing that or just the left one? Uh, both actually got a little feathering going on, but the left one has got the cupping on only. It's got the cup plus. Okay. All right. And so your truck, since they're both feathered in, it's not pulling to the right or the left. It might have a very slight drift to the right. And the truck doesn't road wander or anything. It, it tracks pretty good, doesn't it? Right. Right. You got too much towing in the front end of your truck. Now, what make a truck is this? Uh, Peterbilt. Oh, how old is it? 2013, 587. Okay. Do you run light loads? or progressively lighter loads, or do you run heavy all the time? A mixture of both. Okay. Okay. There is a possibility. First of all, you need to get the toe set. Okay? You got too much toe in. That's why you got toe in feathering. That's adding to this problem. But another problem we've had with some, and it's Peterbilt's typically have a Dana axle underneath the front of them instead of a Meritor or a Detroit. Detroit, you're only getting your Freightliners and Western Stars because that's their own axle. But Dana builds their axle a little differently. They build so that when the truck is empty, the left front tire leans out a little bit, and the right front tire is kind of straight up and down. And then as you load the truck and the axle flexes, the left front tire comes straight up, and the right front tire kind of leans in on the top. So they have a different camber on both sides. Okay. The Detroit and the and the Merit and the uh, Meritor have the same camber on both sides. Okay, a balanced camber. The problem with the Dana axle is if you run light a lot, if you're doing a lot of delivery turning and stuff and light loads, the left front tire can lean out too much and can cause wear in the outside shoulder. Okay. Wow. Okay. That axle is designed to be run heavy. So, for example, there's a fleet in western Pennsylvania that delivers oil, uh, barrels and cases and things like that. And their trucks start out in the morning nice and heavy. But through the day, they get lighter and lighter and lighter, and they're delivering to places. And by the time they come back, they're real light. And, and they had a whole problem with the outside shoulder of the left front tire. And we said, well, why don't you try some Meritor axles instead of the Dana? And when they did, the problem went away. Okay. Okay. So, so I need to swap out axles and do some uh, no, alignment. No, 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 no. Get, get, the, uh, get the toe set correctly. And then okay. because you have that axle and you're running light, you're going to want to rotate your steer tires. Okay. You don't want to let it set there long enough to start this pattern. So instead of waiting 50, 60,000 miles, and you'll probably start seeing this cup, you're going to want to go 30,000 miles when your tires still look good, and you're going to want to switch the two tires side to side, rims and all, okay? And then the next time, instead of switching both tires, you're just going to flip the left one on the rim, okay? And you're going to work the different edges. It's cheaper than replacing the axle. You see what I mean? Gotcha. And just manage okay. the tire a little bit, and you should be okay. All right. Man, All right. I appreciate that. Not a problem, bud. You have yourself a good – oh, by the way, what inflation are you running? I'm, I'm sorry, what now? 
How much inflation do you run? Uh, about one ten. One ten. I if you give it a little extra ten pounds, it might help you. Okay. Okay. Steers should run up around one twenty. All righty. Okay, buddy. You have a good day. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. That was a good conversation. The guy from Kentucky's in Virginia, and the guy from Virginia's in Kentucky. Got to be careful around this stuff. All right. Now we're going to go up here. We got more questions. We're going fast. We've only been on the air 15 minutes. I've already knocked off a bunch of guys. We have a fellow from 812 area code. That there's Indiana. That there's only two states over from where I am. So let's see. Indiana. He's not at home. And I'm going to guess. Yeah, he's traveling. Hello, Indiana. Hi, Mike. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. You? I'm good. You're right. I'm not at home. I'm in the communist state. The communist state? California? Illinois. Illinois. <laughs> Why is that the communist Illinois. state? <laughs> you got to explain that one to me. It's always the communist state. Yeah, you communist dogs, you know. <laughs> okay. All right. I thought anyway, that was the state where everybody voted twice. Well, there you go. There you What's go. What's the difference between that and Russia then, right? <laughs> Not much. <laughs> yeah. What's up? Okay, first and foremost... I wanted to thank you. I called in a while ago back. I've got a 2011 ProStar POS. Uh-huh. I was having some trouble with the steer tires, and you guys said to uh, check the balance on them, just the uh, 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 oh, just the uh, pressure in the tires uh-huh. and tighten the bolts. Yeah. That that fixed it pretty much. Good. So really, it did a lot better. Now. Next Good. question, a buddy of mine and I have been arguing about this, and I think I know the answer, but what is rated speed on a steer tire? It varies depending on the brand of the tire and the model of the tire, but the standard highway premium steer and drive tires and trailer tires in the U.S. right now are all at 75 miles an hour. Right. Now, Vocational tires, some of them will be lower. For example, the big wide float tires that run on the front of dump trucks, some of those are only 56 miles an hour. Okay, I've seen some tires with Chinese brands on them that rate them at 81 miles an hour. And I want to know where the Chinese ran them at 81 miles an hour long enough to be able to prove they can run that fast. But they rated them that Just way. Just imagine what happened if they were at 88 miles an hour, right? That's right. That's right. So what was your guess on what the speed ratings were? Well, honestly and truthfully, I really didn't know, but I mean I see these guys out here running over hundred mile an hour all the time out west. Yeah. Yeah. I really didn't know, but a buddy of mine he said seventy five, so I guess he knew what he's talking about this time. Yeah, yeah he, he gets one point on that one. Now here's an interesting yeah. thing for you. The sidewall of a truck tire says I can carry this much pre- load if you put this much pressure in the tire. So let's take a low pro 22.5, 14-ply tire. It says it can carry 6,000 pounds of load, but it needs 110 PSI minimum to do that. If you run that tire instead of 75 miles an hour, you run it 85 miles an hour. You have to increase the tire pressure 5 pounds, and you have to drop the load by 12%. Now, that's just at 10 miles an hour faster than it's designed to run. Think what happens when you're going 20 miles an hour faster. What about if you had a 16, do they make a 16-ply tire? Yes, and the 16-ply tire will be rated at 75 miles an hour, too. And it will have a requirement for 120 PSI minimum. And it will be able to carry 6,600 pounds of load. But again, with that tire, if you ran at 85 miles an hour, you have to run 125 PSI, and you have to drop 12% of the load off. Okay. And nobody Here's, does Well, it. I'll stick with the 14-ply then. Well, no, there's reasons to run a 16-ply. If you've got a 12,000-pound axle and you're running a 14-ply tire, you have no reserve capacity in that axle, okay, or in that tire. If you run a 16-ply tire... It can carry that extra five or 600 pounds of weight, right? 
It'll run a little higher pressure. But when you step on the brakes or you're cornering, how much weight's on your steer axle? All of it. A lot more, isn't it? And that's when you need the reserve capacity. Your drive tires and your trailer tires are only carrying about 4,000 pounds of load on each tire fully loaded. But the tire's capable of carrying almost 6,000 pounds. So why not have 6,000 pounds? That's not a that make sense? Yes, it does, Mike. Yeah. I prefer a little uh, extra tire than not enough tire. Right. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Hey, one more quick question. Uh, sure. How come we can't listen? Can't hear you on on XM. We, we, uh, I'm we're on. Taking a, we're I'm gonna on. Start a petition to get you on XM. <laughs> well, here's the problem. Dave Neville wants me to have a regular show. Okay. The problem is that we need a sponsor, or Sirius won't let me be on the air. We have been trying to find a company that will sponsor us. We've approached tire companies and and different companies to sponsor me on the air to have a regular weekly or monthly long show. Right now. Dave Nemo, out of courtesy, is giving me a half hour the fourth Monday of each month from uh, 9 until 9.30 Eastern time, okay, in the morning, and I do a little half-hour show. But until we can get a sponsor to pay for it, they can't give me more because Sirius says you've got to have a sponsor to pay for this. We're gonna have to get old. We're gonna have to hit old uh, Kevin Rutherford up by golly. Thank him for us. He talks <laughs> about you guys. He needs to pony up. You know, sell pork chops for big dollars. <laughs> well, what I'd rather have of as a sponsor is I'd rather have a tire company. I'd rather have uh, Continental or Bridgestone or or some tire company sponsor me because then I'm talking about their tires and you know we're doing some good here. But that's what's yeah. preventing me from being on regular. Speaking of that, I would tell you I love my Yokohamas. Yokohamas all the way around. It was all the way around. I like it. Call your Yokohama rep. Oh, tell them you want Mike. Tell them you want them to sponsor me. I got it. I'm gonna do that. I'll, I'll, I'll get the started right away, buddy. Very good, buddy. You have yourself a great day, huh? Thanks, Mike. You too. Right. We'll see you. Bye bye. Okay, that was a nice call. I, I, I like that call. Come on. Click the button. There it goes. Okay. Very good. We have more people calling in, so I'm going to have to hurry up here. I have a 785 area code, and 785 is Kansas. Now, wait a minute. <clears throat> I had a guy with an Oklahoma number who lives in Kansas and was in Missouri. Now I've got a Kansas phone number. Let's see if this guy... 785 is in Kansas. Hello, 785. Hello. I'm, I'm in Wisconsin. I just have a <laughs> Kansas number. Do you live in Wisconsin or do you live in Kansas? Yep. No, I live in Wisconsin. I just kept yeah, the Kansas number. And I, I don't blame you for that because then nobody can find you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. So, 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 are you grieving because your Green Bay quarterback got racked up today? Yeah, that was disappointing. And the Chiefs, and I was for the Chiefs too, and they got lapped up too. Boy, did they ever! I was watching that game. Yep, yep. Okay, so what's they, up? Well, I have a 2000. I cut that off my rear end, and I got a 2013. Peterbilt, I put on it, but I got super singles, and I got the dummy axle on the back, and the front ones mm-hmm. are wearing on the inside, mm-hmm. super singles. Right. Why is that? Well, there's two reasons you wear the inside edge of drive tires or trailer tires. One is if the wheel bearings are loose, and the other is if you have the lightweight drive or trailer axle, They have a they make a thin one. And when you hit bumps in the road, the axle flexes and it chops the inside edge off. Now, do you have the offset rims or the zero rims? Well, I, I ordered, I'm going to put zero rims on it. I have the offset and I turned them around. Like you oh, said. okay. Good. Turning around helps, but you are, are you sure the wheel bearings are tight? Yeah, I, I tighten them to your spec. Good, good. Okay. So then the only thing left is that you've got a 9.5 axle. Now, what brand of truck? You said it was a Peterbilt? 
at the Peterbilt 13, uh, 2013, and it's the uh, 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 one with the uh, you know, the spring underneath of it. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's that's fine. It's got the flex air suspension, but the thickness yeah. of the housing is a question now. The Dana axles are not marked. You can't walk up to the diff and look at it and tell how thick it is. So you have to get the line sheet for the build of the truck and see which axle housings they put in them. But they come with a 9.5 or an 11. Now, the 9.5 is the one we have all the axle wear problems with. The 11 does pretty good. So I suspect you've got a 9.5 housing. And that flex axle, I thought that'd be the heavy-duty one. No, the heavy-duty one is stiffer. The thicker one is stiffer. When you hit bumps in the road, the axle doesn't flex as much. Yeah. But they put them on, they put the light ones on the black track, black ones too? Oh, they put the light ones on all the highway trucks as standard equipment unless you order the heavy ones because they're trying to make the truck lighter so you can carry more load. Oh, I messed up again. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. I just thought I was. I just thought, well, if I got this 2017, the uh, I mean 2013. I said 17, 13. Yeah. It would be the flex the flex one because they're usually on heavier duty trucks. No, no, they'll still they'll still run the thin axle, unless you can look up the numbers and figure out what what axle is. The odds are it's a nine five. So in I fact, need to, we just uh, sit under it and where do you see the serial number? I, d- I don't know. Well, the number plate is on the front of the diff housing where the drive shaft comes in. It's it's yeah. staple on there. You can clean that off and get the numbers off of that. It's right on top basically. in the front. Okay? So basically, if it's the light ones, I just got to switch the tires more often. Correct, because it's not worth trying to tear it out for that. Well, yeah. Yeah, all the work it took and the money it cost I ain't going to do yeah, that. Yeah, you know what? Now i got to do that again. Right. Now, there okay, is an idea. Truck... Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, there well, is an the idea that, to... that has been suggested to me that maybe we could reinforce that spindle with just a couple of pieces of angle iron, weld it on from where the spring saddle is out to the backing plate, and just tack weld it on there. We've done it on trailers, and it works. I've never tried it on a tractor. But if you knew a good welder... You might tack a couple of pieces of angle iron on the outside there and stiffen up that spindle in, and that might solve the problem. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll have to check with you when I go to the truck show or something. And, uh, okay. See what, you know. But uh, the next question I have is uh, I run it a little lower on the air because it's too, too high. And, yeah. And uh, the thing seems to wobble all over the road. It's hard to... I had it checked at uh, uh, your alignment shop, but it's still wandering mm-hmm. all over the road. In okay, other are words, you keeping? If you look at your phone, you you're, you're going into the other line. Yeah. Okay. Or, or have you checked the U bolts in the back end to make sure they're still tight? No. Got to do that because with that flex air with the big curved spring, it goes down and hooks onto a big bracket that bolts to the bottom of your drive axle. That means yeah. all the weight is pulling down on the U-bolts and trying to make them loose. So you have to go back there and retighten those U-bolts every once in a while. Yeah, I installed them and put them extra tight, and I thought that was uh, A1 good. Yeah, but that you, that's not a once deal. you got to keep doing it. Okay, I'll check that tomorrow. Sir. Okay. Very good, buddy. Okay. Well, thank you, you have for a great that. Day. Anytime. Thank you. Mm, bye-bye. Okay. All right. There's a Kansas that's in Wisconsin. <laughs> Everybody's traveling. Isn't this great? Okay. Now, I've got a 901. 901. Tennessee. This is a Nashville boy. I bet he's down there at Music Row listening to the tunes. Is that where you are in Nashville? Well, no. I'm out of Memphis, not Nashville. Memphis, oh, gonna go over there with the king. Hello. Yeah, way back in the day, way back in the day before he died, I guess. Now wait a minute, wait a minute. They didn't tell me the king had left Nashville. He's still down there singing. 
Well, I don't. I'm not into the king, so I can't really <laughs> speak on that. Okay, okay, okay. So, are you in Memphis, or where are you at? No, I'm actually in Texas tonight. Texas. Okay, I was in Texas last week. So, what's up? All right, I was. I called you a couple of weeks ago, and the phone messed up, and I didn't hear your answer. Ah, well, let's ask it again. All right, I have the uh, one of my steer tires, the outside edge of one of the pieces of tread is wearing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, which and front tire it's is a, it? It's the uh, front uh, left, front driver's side. Driver's side, outside shoulder, away from the frame, right? Yeah, it's the first, not the very far outside edge of the tire, the first piece of tread on the inside of the tire. So there's there's this little quarter-inch-wide decoupler piece of rubber, and then there's a two-inch-wide main rib, right? Yeah, yeah, the, the one-inch, and then it's like it's wearing uh, about an inch and a half on the uh, wall. Okay, all right. Now, is that is it wearing on the outside shoulder or in the, on the edge that's toward the first cut in the rubber, the first void? It's wearing towards the uh, towards the road outside. Towards the road. Okay. All right. Very good. And is this a is this a Peterbilt or a Kenworth? Yeah, it's a Peterbilt. You said something about a Dana Axel, and that's where I lost you. Yep. That's the. There was another guy we just talked to this evening. I think might have some of the same problem. Do you run light or decreasing loads, or are you heavy all the time? I, I run a lot of light loads. I, I can't say that I'm light all the time, but I'm light a, no, a lot you, of the time. So you ain't got 12,000 pounds on the steer axle all the time. A lot of times you got 11 or, or 10.5, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, it's definitely not up around 12,000 for sure. Okay. Like, I, like I, I don't know if you heard my discussion with the guy earlier about how Dana builds an, a front axle that when you're light, the left front tire leans out on the top. And when you load it, the left front tire comes straight up because the axle flexes down in the middle. And if you run light too much, that excessive camber in the front will cause it to wear on the outside shoulder of the left front tire. Okay. That's a very, it's a common thing if you have a Dana axle and you're running light. Danas are designed to run heavy. Okay? Okay. So the... The best suggestion I have for you is to rotate your tires frequently. Now, the guy earlier tonight says he sees the outside shoulder wear starting to really show up about 60,000 miles. Would that be about right for yours? Oh, no. It's probably it started to show up at about 150,000 miles. Oh, at 150, you don't have a big problem. This guy was showing up at 60, and we had to rotate his tires regularly in order to keep it from getting bad. Now, do you ever rotate your steer tires? Yeah, I, I rotate them about every 50 or 60. Okay. But then by the time you get up to 150, 160, that left front outside edge is starting to show pretty bad, huh? Well, it's not that bad, as a matter of fact. I got about 150,000 miles on these steers. It's only mm-hmm. wearing out maybe, it's probably maybe a 16th or a 32nd of an inch. It's not that bad. Yeah. Okay, I wouldn't do anything special other than rotate my tires and make sure when it starts showing up, I move it over to the right side. Okay. Okay? All right, I appreciate it. Not a problem, bud. You have yourself a good day. Okay, very good. We got rid of that one. We now we got more people wanting to call. Everybody wants to talk. I think it's because they don't want me to sing. What do you think, Jeff? Yeah, I think that's right. Um we have a 724 area code that is up now, and 724 is Pennsylvania, the home of um, the home of um, Pennzoil. That's where they're at. Hello there, Pennzoil. Are you there? Hello. Hello there. How Hello. you doing? Yeah, I'm here. All right, and yourself? I'm good. Are you in Pennsylvania or are you gone somewhere? Um, West Virginia. Well, there you go, traveling again. But that's uh, that's just south of Pennsylvania. You could only you might be only ten miles from home because you know Pennsylvania and 
not far apart. Yeah, we're only uh, just about eight or nine miles from the line. There you go. There you go. So what's up? Uh, uh, My tire wear is okay, but what I've been trying to find is, you might be able to help me with it, uh, rolling resistance charts. Go to the Michelin homepage. Michelin Uh, truck tires. Okay. I found theirs, but there's supposed to be another one, too, because some of the tires I've tried to look up aren't on there. Like, there's some, uh, some Toyos and some double coin and that aren't on there. Hmm. And, well, I uh, won't be able to help you much because I stay completely out of rolling resistance and fuel economy. Okay. Yeah, that's not something I deal with at all. Rutherford might be able to help you if you call Kevin on his regular shows. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, thank you, and uh, we'll catch you later. Very good, buddy. You have a good day. You too. Bye. All right. Okay. Well, couldn't help that guy, but you can't help everybody. That's just the way life is. Right? Okay. So we have another caller here. From a 502 area code. That's Kentucky again. We had a Kentucky guy. He was in he was in Virginia. Is this the same guy sneaking in? Let's find out. Hello, Kentucky. Hey, how's it going? It goes well. Are you the guy that called earlier? No, I'm not. Those guys so were we confused. Gotta... They were in Virginia when they were yeah. in Kentucky, and they were in Kentucky yeah. when they were in Virginia. I'm Kentucky, and, you're and I'm where? in Kentucky. You're home. All right, guarding the yes, homestead, good for you. Cool. What's up? All right, well, I talked to you guys last week, and I got some advice about a uh, 2013 Freightliner glider that had a vibration in the rear end. I don't know if okay. you remember that or not. I kind of remember and, uh, it. And uh, I got the advice from you guys to get a uh, laser level and measure the differentials a, in the rear a end. A digital level. See what a digital level. Correct. Digital level. Yeah, so, okay, cool. So, so I did that, and on the rear differential, after I teared it out to the frame, I got a 14 degree, and yeah. then on the front differential, I got a 7 degree, and that was supposed to be a 3 or a 4. It sounds like they're not right. Well, that's what I was thinking. So I looked at the saddles on them, and uh, I don't even know what you would call the part where the U-Haul threads through in the washers. There's mm-hmm. an arrow on the casting on the back axle mm-hmm. that faces forward. And on mm-hmm. the front, the power divider, the arrow points through the back. Mm-hmm. So maybe that, that one on the power divider should point towards the port? Uh, probably not. Uh, usually when they're in like that, they're trying to give you the direction that the arrows are supposed to aim toward each other in order to make all the angles work right. But it still doesn't sound like it's right. Without having the ability to look at it myself and tear it apart and see what's going on, it's hard for me to say, but the numbers don't sound right. You've only got seven degrees between the two. There should be 10 degrees. The front one should be a little lower. If I did anything, I'd be trying to adjust the front one down from seven down toward three. That would increase the angle between them and hopefully uh, take the vibration out. Okay, so when I dropped the air out of the airbags and brought it all the way down to the stop, I got it to 3.7 degrees. But that uh-huh. was the only way I could do it. And then uh, uh-huh. I loosened the U-bolts on that axle and stuck in a thin piece of metal to try and shim it, but that didn't make very much difference at all, about uh, about five uh, five-tenths of a degree it made with what yeah. I used. Yeah, it, it takes quite a bit of material in order to push it down. And you were putting okay. it on the front side of that front diff, right? I was putting it on the back side to try and minimize that angle because it's tilted backwards, I guess. So I tried to um, lift it up and decrease that. Yeah, now if you put thicker on the back side, that's gonna incre- that should increase the the caster. You want more thickness on the front side. Well, I put it on the bottom saddle, I guess. 
Okay, okay. I was thinking it would lift it up and tilt it forward is what I was thinking. Okay. All right. Well, but whichever way you do it, I don't think you did enough. You probably didn't no, get any change in the vibration, did you? No, I I don't I only took it out on a small run after that and that didn't make any difference at all. Right, right. If it's gonna make a difference it makes it immediately. So should I go to an alignment shop and see if they have like an aluminum caster or shim or something they can put in there? It, that's exactly what I would be looking for would be an aluminum caster shim. I would be looking for about a three degree caster shim, two of them. You're going to need one on each side of that front diff. And and I would unbolt it, put it together, snug it up, but don't over-tighten it. Get some air in there. Use your digital level. Make sure it's right before you tighten it all down. And then go for a quick test drive. Okay. Well, I can try that out this week then and see if I get anywhere with it. Okie dokie. I appreciate the help. Thank you. Not a, you have a great day. Bye-bye. Okay. That wasn't an alignment question, but it is a vibration and ride problem, so we keep working on that stuff. Ah, uh, one more. How about that? Let's see. I didn't mark this one. I better mark that one. Otherwise, I'll get confused, and I'm confused enough as it is. So the next one we've got is a 254 area code. 254. Texas. We got us a boy from Texas, and I was in Texas last week. I was in uh, San Antonio and Uvalde and Hempstead, and it was a nice time. The weather was warm. Come on, click, click. There it goes. Hello, Texas. Well, hello. How you doing? Hey. I'm doing good. Good. If you was in Hempstead, I might have rode, drove right by you. Might have. I was at Barry's yeah. Fleet Service in Hempstead. Yeah. I wouldn't nice know. I, didn't, I just drive through. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What's up? Well, the reason why I was calling is uh, a couple of things. I've, something about listening to you talk about stuff gives me more questions than I can keep track of. But, That's good because uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> passing the bullshit just as fast as I can here. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, one of the things I was curious about, listening to you talk to this other guy, uh, was you're talking about tire pressure and, you know, to carry, to go faster, you need more pressure. Well, I don't really drive fast. And I was mm-hmm. looking at the Michelin and Bridgestone tire matrix deal that they've got all worked out. And mm-hmm. if they have a load matrix that, mm-hmm. uh, it says, well, if you're going to carry this much weight, you need this much pressure, so right. on and so forth. Uh, is that good up to the 75 mile an hour, or do you recommend running it at the sidewall pressure all the time, or what do you think? Well, now are we talking about steer tires or drive tires? Yes. Yes. The steer tires <laughs> always run at the max because they uh, – they they're always heavy, and like you they're said, in cornering yeah. and uh, yes, and yes. stopping, they they get maximum. Especially in cornering, I like to have a stiff tire so I can you know it's not trying to roll off the road. That's correct. Now, the 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 thing to remember is that the pressure on the sidewall of a truck tire is not the maximum pressure. It is the minimum pressure to carry the load specified on the side of the tire. Okay. Now, passenger car and light truck truck tires, by federal regulation, the sidewall must say the maximum load and the maximum pressure. They're labeled differently. Now, if you look at a load and inflation chart for a passenger car tire, and you find the same load that's on the side of that car tire, the pressure recommended will be less than the pressure that's stamped on the side of the tire because now we've got the recommended pressure versus the maximum pressure. Did that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay. Now, on truck tires, the federal regulation says you're supposed to show the minimum pressure to carry the load specified. There is no published maximum pressure for a commercial truck tire. Okay? But the maximum pressure you can put in a tire, cold, is stamped on the rim because rims are marked with a maximum cold inflation. All right? Okay. 
on steer tires, if you have a 110, 14-ply tire, the odds are you're on a 120 rim, so you can put 10 extra pounds in it, and that's about as far as you can go because the rim won't take much more. All right? So on steer tires, whatever the sidewall says, I want 10 extra pounds, and I'm happy. Now, if you look at driving trailer tires, your typical drive axle can only carry 17,000 pounds according to the bridge laws, 34,000 pounds on the pair. If you divide four into 17,000 pounds, each tire at full load is only carrying 4,250 pounds of load. Got it? Yep. All right. Uh-huh. Now, if you, look at, if you look at the load and inflation chart for that tire, and I don't care what tire manufacturer you look at, Michelin, Bridgestone, Continental, Goodyear, doesn't matter, the recommended inflation for that 14-ply dual-wheel tire on that axle is 70 PSI. Now, nobody will run 70 back there because it doesn't work. We run 90, we run 100, some guys run 105 because that's where we get our best tire wear. So we're typically over-inflating our drive and trailer tires by 40 or 50% compared to the load chart. But most people won't even put the minimum pressure in the steer, and then they wonder why they have tire wear problems. <laughs> okay. Okay. Is that making sense? All right. So when steers, I should I should go. You said add ten percent or ten pounds. Ten pounds over what the sidewall said is a pretty good rule of thumb. Excellent. I'm going to try that because okay. that kind of leads into my next question. I've got a W900 that I usually run heavy haul with, mm-hmm. and uh, right now I'm doing another in this. Oh, you're breaking up. Am I losing you? I heard you cut in and cut out and cut in and and then you was gone. I'm not hearing you. If you come back, give me a call back and we will pick you up again. Have a good day. Yep, he's gone. Okay. What have I got left here until he calls back? I have another question from a 208 area code. And this 208 area code is from, I don't know, i got to look at the list. I can't read. Idaho. We haven't had a call from Idaho in a while. Of course, there's not many people who live there. Hello, Idaho. Hey, Mike. I, uh, yeah, I, it's an Idaho number, and I'm calling you from Wyoming. Well, there you go, on the road again. What's up? Well, I got a question. There's a guy I see on uh, the YouTube a lot, specs out trucks. He's selling trucks and things like that, and he's always referring mm-hmm. to a car hauler front end. Hmm. Yeah. But I haven't heard any specs on it. I'm assuming that's like a 16-ply, 130-pound rim, but do you got some yes. specs on what that actually is? Well, it's going to be a either a 13-2 or a 14-2 front axle, and it is going to be a low-profile axle. It's going to have a drop center in it, and they're trying to bring the front of the truck down. And when they build those car haulers for, like, uh, the, the big main car hauling people, they actually cut the top of the cab off and shorten it down so that they're reducing the headroom in the cab. Because they got to get the car that's on top low enough that it won't hit the bridges. And then they run real short, low-profile front tires. And they're very hard on tires. All right, got it. So it's not something that you just – it's not a car hauler front end. If I wanted to go with a heavier axle, I just – that wouldn't be the right description. Right? No, 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 no. You just want to get either a 13-2 or a 14-2 front axle – and then go with heavier tires in order to carry the weight. Got it. All right, man. Love the show, man. I appreciate what you uh, help us with. Thank you, sir. You have a great day. You too, friend. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, very good. And it looks like our friend from Texas is back. Is this our Texas hey. guy? Yeah, I yes, lost sir. you there for a minute. And, and, yeah, and you, you and did I a good job by setting through the bullshit. <laughs> well, we try to do that. <laughs> Okay, so now where the hell were we when we were talking about this thing? Uh, okay, well, um, I'm talking about this W900. I normally do heavy haul with it, so right, and right now I'm doing box freight to try to hold down this uh, this dedicated thing. And one Got of the it. things that 
it, you know, I'm probably not going to do anything until I get back, get another truck back under this deal. But um, one of the things I've been looking at is I've, I'm running the uh, 24.5 11R Yokohama. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget what the steer tire is. Probably it's, 16 pi. Um, uh, no, because I really don't go over 12,000 that much. But, oh, okay. Uh, All right. I'm going to be changing the configuration of my fifth wheel and stuff, so I'm going to be getting heavier. But I was wondering, because in roads that have ruts, these tires, they seem to want to get in that rut and follow it like a track yes. versus uh, some wider tires that I've run before. Mm-hmm. And uh, is that just imagination or is that a thing? It is a thing, depending on how severe the rut is, but it can also be if the toe is not quite right, or if the wheel bearings are just a hair loose, it can magnify that problem and make it really unmanageable. Most of the time, and I don't care whether you got a low pro 24.5, a tall 24, a 22, doesn't really matter. If I get in and pay real close attention to making sure the bearings are snugged up properly, and I get a good rolling toe of a 16th in, the truck handles much better. So how are you aligning the front end now? Um, I, like alignment, you say? You, yep. Do you align it or do you have somebody else do it? I have somebody else do it. I'm, I'm not set up to do anything like that. Okay. You're going to have somebody align your truck. And they're going to use some sort of an alignment rack, right? Uh, yeah, the guy I use has he has a string and a tape measure, and the he, he's got the beeline thing or whatever. He roll it up there. Okay. He's got the two plates yep. with the on marks the rack. on them. Yep. Now, yeah. when you park them on the plates, the front end relaxes, and they get to uh-huh. turn the tie rod and watch the tires turn because they're on these nice plates, and they'll set the tire uh-huh. to sixteenth in. And when they drive off the rack and the drag hits the front tires, the drag will pull the tire toward toe out, converting whatever play there is in the tie rod end joints, wheel bearings, and kingpins into a toe change toward toe out. 60% of the trucks that pull off of an alignment rack are towed out because there's more movement in the front end than the guy thinks. Okay? Okay. So my, my recommendation to you With the truck where it is right now, you find a friend, you need a roll of duct tape, you need an ink pen, and you need a tape measure. You drive that truck straight ahead on asphalt or concrete and roll it to a stop straight ahead. And on the back side of the two steer tires, put two pieces of duct tape on it, make two little ink marks, slide a tape measure across and measure from one ink mark to the other. Then drive the truck forward until those two pieces of duct tape show up in front and measure it again. If the toe is correct, that front measurement will be about a sixteenth of an inch shorter than the back measurement. You'll be slightly towed in. If the measurement is wrong, the front measurement will be longer than the back measurement. You're towed out, and that makes it follow cracks and ruts and dive and duck all over the road. Well, you just pretty much described what I'm, I feel like I'm trying to stay on top of a grease. Yeah, you're trying to hurt it. Yeah. Yeah. So Uh do do a quick toe check and make sure that he's got the toe right. Now, if he doesn't, you can call me and I can tell you how to set the toe. If you've got a couple of wrenches and a pipe wrench, you can set the toe on that stupid truck. Okay. Yeah, all right. I'll, I'll do that. And okay. Uh, one final question: If you've got a, if you've got, time. I got time. I got time. Okay. Uh, when when I get done, when I get this other truck on this thing where I can do the work to this one, I need to do. I'm adding a, a third axle mm-hmm. on the drives. It's going to be a lift mm-hmm. axle, right. and uh, I'm going to be changing uh, my front tires probably to the like 315s or whatever they're called. The wider, yeah. the wider yeah, tires. You can't, you can't do that unless you have a heavy enough axle to carry that extra weight. I've got a thirteen two two I, I think. Oh, okay, okay. So, 
It is, it's pretty good, I reckon. It's one of the ones you mentioned to that other guy. Yeah, if you got a 13-2, you, you can carry uh, some more. At that point, you really don't need to go to the wider tires. You could just go to a 16-ply of the tire you've got, and it'll carry 13-2-8. Okay, well, this is where uh, I'm interested in your opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. It seems when I'm going into caliche or any kind of dirt, mm-hmm. these things cut cut down in there like like a pizza cutter. Am mm. I gonna if I switch to a wider tire? Am I gonna find a similar reaction, or should I just stick with the what I have? Okay, here's here's the advantage disadvantage. Okay, the wider tire okay. is going to be more expensive. The wider tire may give you better uh, floating capability over this surface than you get with this narrower tire. Okay, uh-huh. but the wider tire has a speed restriction on it, and if you run it fast, you'll lose both shoulders on your steer tires. Okay. Is that so like 55 or 65, or what are we talking about? Uh, about? About 60, 62. Anything above that, and you're going to start losing the shoulders. Uh, that's good to know, because going back for the next round, there's generally hit 75. And that's when you start the pattern, and then your tire goes to hell. Yep. Okay. On the other end of this program, I've got uh, adding the third axle, the lift axle. Mm -hmm. I have the Kenworth eight bag system on here, and Mm -hmm. I'm wanting to spread them out to the because I have I have 52 inch spread Mm -hmm. on the tandem. I want to stretch it out to a 60, so I'll have Mm -hmm. a 15 foot tritum. Um, Do you do you have any? feedback on that or a shop that I should talk to? Well, the Canadians run that all the time. And what they do with, in order to spread out that eight-bag system, the center trunnion comes down and the two axles are both stabilized off of that center trunnion. Got it? Uh-huh. Yep. What they do is they take a second trunnion and put it in front of the front drive axle, and they run the bar for it through the front trunnion, and they run the bar for the back axle through that other trunnion that was already there. Okay. So you, you the, could, the two of them are going to be running off of separate trunnions. Correct. Both, both axles? Correct. So am I going to have three trunnions or just two? Well, you're going to have axle, one. Is it going to have a... Yeah, the lift axle is going to have its own trunnion. Yeah. Okay. So I have one for that, and then you're saying add another one in order to spread out the existing... Correct. Drive configuration? Correct. Okay. Um, do you have any recommendations of shops that do this that can uh, certify the work and actually change the GDBWR on the truck? Yeah, no, I don't have any. And to be perfectly honest, if I was going to go to that much work, I'd take the heat bag off and put something else on that road better. Well, that'd be fine with me, too. I mean, I mean, put money into it anyhow. Yeah, because that eight bag is a rough rider. Yeah, I've I've seen that. Mm-hmm. And so, the reason uh, it's a rough rider, the reason it's a rough rider, is on top of the diff, coming forward to the cross member is a stabilizing arm that sets the pinion angle. And every time you hit a bump in the road, that stabilizing arm comes forward and smacks the frame of your truck. That that V bar. I got V yep. bars on top of mine. Yeah, you got an AG four hundred, and and it, yep. and every time that diff tries to come up because you hit a bump, that V bar smacks the frame of your truck. Really? Yep, that's what makes it such a rough ride. So is there is there like a an improved version of that V bar, or is, am no. I just stuck with it? No, you want to. If you're going to do that much work, I would go to the junkyard and find a suspension that is a better ride. Yeah. And just change it off. Take the eight bag off and put something else in there that'll ride better. And I'd be able to use the same axles, right? Yeah, you can use the same axles. You just got to change the suspension. But in, yeah. years ago, when we were changing out spring rides and adding air rides, okay. We would just uh-huh. go to the junkyard, find a truck who was wrecked in the front, buy the junker, and cut a clip off the back with the suspensions and everything, and take it back and, and, and put the truck back together with that. 
Because you're going to need to lengthen uh-huh. your frame to put that other suspend that other lift axle in anyway. Yep. Okay. Well, you've sure given me a lot to to think about and do some homework on. I appreciate it. You guys Not are problem, awesome. But, well, give us a call sometime if you have up. any questions. We'll try to help you. I, I'll be back. I promise. Unless I'm dead. All righty. Well, you don't have to call <laughs> just the radio show. You can call our office at MD Alignment. We're always glad to help. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Thank you very much. You betcha. You have a great day. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Well, folks, we have gone through an hour without anybody getting insulted or pissed off, so I consider that a victory. We will now call this a day, and we will do this again next week. And hopefully Kevin will be around. You won't have to put this Thanks for joining us on Rolling Toe. If you like what you heard here, leave us a rating and review on iTunes or listen to our other shows at audioroad.letstruck.com. To get in touch with our tribe, call us at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Thanks for joining us for the ride down the audio road. <laughs>